Pickaxe. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome to the Review of Death, a Doctor Who podcast, your fortnightly home for all the latest news and reviews of the longest-running science fiction series in the world. Each episode will update you with what's happening in the world of Doctor Who. Is that not the most beautiful Doctor Who logo you have ever seen? Then we'll review an episode from Doctor Who's 60-year history, which we promise will be filled with lots of very serious discussions. This is the definition for Chumbly. Receiving a or taking a now, I was going to say, do Louis through like weird weekends with different doctors. This lady over here just got you to sign her knickers from 1986. Yeah. Does that happen often? Yeah. <laughs> not mm. as often as I'd like. <laughs> and if that's not all, we'll have guest presenters, interviews, tier lists, and more. So join us, Matt and Billy, for the review of Death from Pickaxe, a chat about the greatest show in the galaxy. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they are obambulated from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons and Dragons. And action! Can't believe they found a damn airship. Your nose works well, boy, but not when they break the scent up by going into the air. We will find them. We just need to figure out where they're going next. Ah, so they are back in Faramore. We won't make it there before they leave. You said the one with the guitar was here. Aye, his session went well. You said he called himself Derek. I came from Helios. Helios, I expected nothing less. Let's get moving, boy. The cast and crew face off in a 2v2 fight to the death, and we know you're just dying to see it. <laughs> get it? Dying? Part 1 of our cast versus crew PvP match of Xander and Sebastian versus Jet and Blueberry is out now! And August 1st, tune in to see which team is victorious in Part 2 and earns themselves the banquet of a lifetime. All that and so much more over at patreon.com slash castparty. Aside from the heaps and heaps of bonus content you'll get, we're also so close to seeing Jet in some incredibly short shorts, running our wonderful patrons through a D&D themed workout series we call Sweat With Jet. Less than 30 patrons away, so head on over to patreon.com slash castparty to become an official part of our cast and crew. 
While you're there, don't forget to join our community Discord, home of the greatest community this side of the TTRPG world. We host live listening parties with all of us over on our Discord for every single cast party episode, community-driven game nights, live streams, hangouts, and so much more. Patreon.com slash cast party. We hope to see you there. Thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy the episode, cast and crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus, and I will be your director for today. I am joined by my shipwrecking cast and crew, Ryan McManus. Hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo at heart musician who swears to this day that he's the inspiration behind Paramore's hit song, Still Into You after he made eye contact with Haley Williams from across a Sheets gas station parking lot as she made her way back onto her tour bus. Oh no. He hopes that she still has the the butterflies in her stomach that he got when he saw her. Anna Brisbane. Blueberry Sky, elven druid actress who is indeed fully vegan. She is wearing some minimal, quote, leather armor as part of her costume from Through the Realms of Maria. Thankfully, it seems to actually still be functional despite the fact that it is vegan leather. And ever since she dove into her veganism in her teens and swore off leather and wool and stuff like that, she's had a couple of pretty confrontational moments with wardrobe departments on set who were fully expecting to clothe her in real leather because it, quote, looks better on camera. And though she's embarrassed about it now, she's definitely gotten more than one person fired in the past for not doing their due diligence in preparing a vegan wardrobe for her. But she's since learned to take it on herself to make sure when she joins a project to have a conversation early on, not only with crafty and props, but wardrobe, hair and makeup about all of her vegan and cruelty free requirements. Ever since she started prioritizing that early conversation to address everyone's expectations, she hasn't had a problem. So just goes to show the importance, especially when it comes to apparel of Session Zero, like the awesome clothing line where you can get 10% off with code CASTPARTY on D&D-inspired apparel. Just go to session-zero.com and use CASTPARTY for 10% off. Oh my god. Man. That, <laughs> the Good build god. Up. I know, that was a doozy! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh my god. Nigel Deacon. What's Baja Blastin, Xander Gucci Supreme, who has a weirdly intimate, fully platonic Twitter DM relationship with Hillary Clinton. <laughs> what? He, you know, during the, the whole election of 2016, he kind of hopped on that bandwagon of the uh, of the emails thing. Not that he was like a supporter of anything in politics at all, but he was like, this is interesting. And so he like reached out via Twitter DM um, because she follows him and it just kind of blossomed into something really special. What <laughs> the fuck? They check in on each other every Sunday morning. While she's drinking her brunch coffee and he's somewhere in the desert, probably. They just make sure that the other's doing okay. Vince Perino. Jet the Boulder Chambers, Big Burly Heartthrob, whose love resides with his mom and puppy princess Pebbles. So one of his biggest loves that he kind of keeps from the public is his huge love for the one, the only, the classic video game space invaders 
He goes once a week to his local arcade and he plays for about four hours. Four hours every week? Got him. Bro. Do you no. know how long he's been the top high score? I was going to say, if he doesn't have the top high score, then there's an issue there. He's got to have the top 10. There, there's one guy that always comes in once a week as well. He tries to knock him off. Every once in a while, you see that Ed at the top. Is it two Ds? Yeah, two Ds, Ed. And one T. One T jet. <laughs> oh, that's where he got the alias. Yeah. Oh, there it is. is. <laughs> it came full circle. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Talk about what happened last time. Last time, Dr. Grawl won a game of three card bluff before hearing a loud whistle from downstairs. Using magic, he was able to suggest that the guard let him downstairs to see the prison cells. Both him and an invisible Sebastian snuck through the gate and rushed downstairs as the giant cephalopod began charging at Xander and Jet. Dr. Grawl was able to cast Hold Person on Bradshaw, completely subduing him for the remainder of the fight. The rest of you coordinated in disposing of Bradshaw quickly, but Xander was the one who got the last blow with his special dagger. Finally filling the third gem adorning its hilt with blood. His hands turned a dark purple as he felt a heat rise in his body. The monstrous cephalopod was hard to deal with in this rather closed off space. Sebastian was trying to keep the magistrate guards away, but they ended up running and bells started sounding above. With fire quickly spreading, Sebastian rushed downstairs to unlock the prison where Blueberry got Kanu out of his restraints and freed a woman who was also imprisoned named Jessie. Rushing out of the prison, leaving a dead Torbeck behind, Sebastian started getting everyone into the Bag of Holding. Jet, Grawl, and Xander had kept the monster at bay as best they could. Grawl polymorphed the monster into a floppy, splashing orange fish while you all got into the bag. As the monster came back to its real form and the ship began sinking, Sebastian flung the bag over his shoulder and dimension doored off the ship. You were rushed to the university by Kanu. As he said, Matthias was in danger. On your way there, you all ducked into an alleyway as the man on the horse and a large group of magistrate soldiers passed you on their way to the docks. You quickly headed to the university and were met with Commodore Fulton and two knights, one holding a moving bag. He called you terrorists. He said you could fight for the side that is wrong all you want. He told you that you would live for today, but to be out of the university by morning or be slaughtered. After walking by you, he said, oh, and hurry. Basements can get quite dark if not looked after. You freed Matthias and rushed into the basement where you were met with a thick, dark fog clouding the area. Xander, with his devil sight, went down first and was attacked by a nasty floating eel in the darkness. It was dodging in and out of rooms and hiding as best it could with quick jabs to whatever came to it first. Blueberry was able to hit it with a fairy fire, illuminating it in this darkness. It made its way deeper into the basement, getting a few bites off on students along the way, but was much easier to track as it illuminated through the darkness. Finally, when it was running away from Blueberry and Jet, Sebastian's crossbow bolt mixed with Dr. Grawl's firebolts to hit the gills of this slimy monstrosity as it tried rushing deeper into the basement. Quickly, the darkness fell around you, and you could see normally once again. There were three students dead by this point. Matthias rushed downstairs along with Finn, he gave you five minutes to grab anything you could that they were leaving. Grawl rushed upstairs with the bag of holding and stuffed it full of knowledge, and you had a heartfelt goodbye as Kanu opened a portal to Helios, allowing everyone, including Kingsley disguised as Jesse, 
to follow along with Matthias. You then destroyed the portal and headed on your way. Now you all just exited the university. It's a hot summer day. Sun is high in the sky beating down on you. And it is very quiet out here. There's no students out in the yard. It's peaceful. And just about early evening. And so the scene is set. The question is, what will you do next? (sighs) Time to get back to the ship. I don't want to stay here longer than we have to in case they end up coming back. Yeah. We should probably bolt, like get out of here. Do we want to just go straight out the at the front, or are we trying to like hop a wall or something? Do we want to make a quick stop at the temple before we go to the boat? Oh yeah, for Jet's arm. I almost forgot. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's hit up that, and if we see any magistrates, like duck into an alley or something. Yeah, yeah. As you do so, again, it's relatively calm where you are, but once you get back onto this main pathway, there are a lot of people still rushing down. You can see this big pillar of smoke by the docks. You don't see any magistrate guards for quite some time. Once you head over that small bridge onto the main island of Faramore, you do know the temple is just to the center of the city. So you can head to the center of the city. You can stay far away from the docks. This temple before you, there is a small sign. It says... The Nocturnal Sanctuary. Jet, how you feeling? I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just... I'm ready to get this shit over with. Where, Where's the entrance? Let, let's get in there. You head inside. Above this temple door, you see a set of eyes surrounded by seven stars. This place is almost entirely made of white stone and white marble other than they has these aquamarine greenish accents, especially to the ceiling. And you can actually see that in the back of this temple, there is a very tall portion that's completely circular, and it is a dome. On that dome, it is painted to look like the night sky. There isn't anyone here right now, though as you walk, you can hear your footsteps echoing on the stone. And there is a small bell you could pick up and ring. I'll, I'll bring it. For a moment, it is silent, but there is a doorway off the back. A man comes out. He is somewhat older wood elven man. He has this long, curled auburn hair, these brown eyes, this smooth coppered skin, but it's pockmarked all around his face. You can see he's completely barefoot. Everything else is clothed in like a very long, almost white, but almost like it's got a translucent outer layer that gives it this wispiness to it. And he walks up to you and gives you all a bow. Hello, may I help you? Yeah, I'm hoping. Uh, I think I'm ill. I, I don't know for sure. I, I've had something happening to me, and we, we can't explain it. I'll pull my arm out, I'll take my glove off, and kind of take some of my armor off my arm. He got some weird hands. Just one. I see that as a commonality among this group. Yeah, you're one to talk, Xander. Oh, shit. You right. You right. Let me see. And he brings out a long tarp that he puts over what looks like an altar that is sitting directly underneath this domed roof. Slowly unfolds it. Please, your forearm. I just kind of lay my arm right out on the table for him. 
And I, I look away a little bit. I don't, I don't want to see any needles go in my arm. No, he's, he's just looking at it, and he actually brings out from a small satchel that hangs over the shoulder, and he's got eyeglasses that he puts on, and you can see he moves them back and forth, almost like he's looking at different portions of your arm and your hands. Interesting. Cannot say I've seen this in particular. How did this begin? We don't even know. I, I just woke up one morning, and it was just the other day. And it seems like it gets worse the more I, I try to, I think, help myself or others. I, I don't know for sure. Gets worse how? Watch. I'll try to cast Cure Wounds on myself again. Or I'll, I'll use my, my uh, Lay on Hands pool. I'll just use like two of it on myself. Give me your religion check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. Beautiful, beautiful Nat one. These claws get longer and more defined. It's almost like your fingernails are growing and they're actively sharpening as they come outward. And you actually feel your arm even colder than before. God, you see, I, I tried, I tried to help myself and it gets worse. I could feel it going up. I don't know what it is. You say it's spreading. Look, look how high up it goes. He puts out some salve, and he starts putting it on your arm. Cold to the touch. And you can see his hand starts glowing green, and the salve, too, also starts to glow green before it disappears. I didn't expect it to work, but I thought I'd try. What, what did you do? It's a minor removal of curses. It can help with diseases. I think this might be a little more serious than just... A minor little curse. I agree. I don't believe this is to be taken lightly. Give me a moment, would you? Sure. He goes back into that door that he came out of. Xander, do you do you want to get your hands checked too? No, this will go away. Are are you good? Are they are you losing circulation? What's going on? Um, no. Doesn't feel cold. Like I'll touch my arms, and it feels normal. I'll touch someone else's arm. You can move them okay? You have full feeling and everything? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm kind of pissed that I got, like, fucking tribal-ass basic tattoos now, but, like... What? Look at this. It looks like a fucking tribal tattoo. It's going all the way up the arm, spiraling up around it. This... this just happened. Down in the... in the ship, yeah. Is it from the dagger? Um... maybe. Oh, it's got a... that's the... It do got three little jewels now. Uh-huh. That's got to account for something. You don't feel different, right? Like, you're thinking the same, you're acting the same. Weirdly enough, I feel a little bit more lucky. As you guys are talking, you hear that door open back up, and you can see this man has a book in his hands. One of you roll me a d20 for an intelligence check for this man. Okay, I got it. 14. You're changing, my boy. I don't know what caused it. I do believe this is the power of some deity. Deity? What is that? Like a god? Yes. I just hope uh, one of the good ones got you. Got me? H how could they even get me? How do they know who I am? You may have made your name for yourself somewhere. What have I done to make a name for myself? We've done a lot, my dude. 
I can tell you it is not Salune. Who, who even is Salune? Goddess of our moon. Your moon? Don't you have more than one? Yes, there is also Fenton and Saitia. Salune is the goddess of the main, largest of the moons. So she's like the older sister. She is in fact the oldest sister. Oh. <laughs> what 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 do I do? What what is it like how do I get this deity to let me go? Should I? Is this a good thing? Am I going to die? What do I do? I would not worry about that yet. Yet? Yet. Anytime I try to help anyone or myself, it gets worse. I I won't be able to do anything. How am I gonna, how am I supposed to help my friends? How am I supposed to help others? If you're helping others and this is happening to you, you think this is a punishment? I don't know. If, if you say it's one of these deities that maybe isn't the best for me, it could be punishment for trying to help. It could be trying to take over my body the more I help people. if I What if I start hurting people? Is it going to go away? It'll give me back my body if I do what it wants? I think the only thing you can do is pray. You'll have to hear from this deity sometime. Is there anywhere we could go to, like, learn about all of the deities? Like, a library anywhere? Or, like... The university would probably have a lot of books. God damn it. To Helios. Oh, question. What do you mean, Helios? Next, uh, question. Um... (laughs) (laughs) You said to pray, but then you said there's so many deities. Are they just, like, always listening? How does he know which one to pray to if we don't know who caused this? How do I even know how this thing wants me to pray? Or just get talking and someone will listen. Maybe? (sighs) Good luck. I apologize I was not of more assistance. Can you tell me at least one thing? (sighs) Is this going to take me? Am I going to die? We all die. Just make sure your life is worth living. At least it's some kind of answer. Yeah, it's a start. At least I know I'm not, like, poisoned or cursed. That's that's really good to know. I don't know if a demon can be a deity or not. I, I don't know, guys. I guess we just wait and hope and just keep those intentions pure. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's go. Ugh. You head out of Faramore. You head northward. You can no longer hear the echoing of bells in the distance. It's getting towards the start of the evening and maybe middle of the evening now. Again, summertime, sun's still high in the sky. It takes a little bit, but you make your way back to the graveyard and head behind it to the airship, sitting in a small clearing. Oh, it's good to be back. No sign of anybody around? From your passive perception, you don't see anything different or disturbed. This is like the closest thing we got to a home here, huh? Pretty much. It was the university. It's like, it's weirdly comforting to come back to a airship. Maybe like Jet and Blue are more used to being like in airships because they're on their private planes and helicopters and shit, but like, I never thought that I'd be saying like, home sweet home up in the sky, you know? Have you flown a lot, Xander? No, I usually travel by car. I'm right there with you. 
I mean, there's like that one time. The like, the big time. Abducted. But like, no, it was mostly my car. Options, is that you? <sighs> Claude. What up, Claude, daddy? I'm getting bored. Bored? It's only been like a day. You waited like 70 years without us. <laughs> He's allowed to be bored, bro. Like I get bored after like three minutes. Let's go. All right. Don't you like play games up there? Sometimes. But now that you're here, I'm getting used to flying a lot. Okay, all right. Take us up. Where are we off to, options? Helios, right? And we do still need more info. We've been putting off that haagen Hagendaz Mountain. There's no time for ice cream, bro. Hagendath. Hagendath uh, Mountain. We're still on the search for some sort of info. I don't know what we were looking for in Hagendath, but that was one place we were told to go. And I think that's last on the list before we meet back in Helios. Guess it would make sense to go there first. As a friendly DM reminder, you learned from Patches that the Arcanum used to use the inside of the mountain as a base. That's right. That's right. Do we know anything about what, what goes on there now? The only thing we knew about Arkandoth was when we heard that story, I think it was Kingsley? From his journal. With that that Volazar. Friggin' big ol' connecting the planes and created the mountain and all that. And then the Gulf, where people like go to party and shit. Hyannis. Well, I guess it's on the way. It, not really, but it's closer. That's just a pit stop, like going up and then back down. Yeah, they just better not lose our bag. No, no, they, they're keeping it safe. And then when we get back, we have we have nothing left on our to-do list, and then we can we can dive into those books that Grawl brought back and figure out what deity might be hanging out with Jet. Yeah. In or around him. Do you think that the longer we spend away, the harder it's going to be to find them in the end, though? No. If anything, they'll be more established. All right, so where, where on the map are we going here, then? Due north. East. We head to Akendoth. Travel takes some time. You take your course to avoid as much notice as possible, heading towards the northeast. Right after taking off, the low sun is behind you. South of you is the sea that Faramore lies on. You can see right at the beginning of when you guys go up into the air. Many miles away to your south, over Faramore, out across the sea, is a landmass. From your map, you can see that this is the island of Loresia, where Wooded Holly and the Crimson Grove are. And to your north, you can see the mountain range that Elvrath lies in. Cloud tells you it's going to be about a six to eight hour trip. Just enough time to sleep. <sighs> yeah. I'm exhausted after all that. That was a day. Yeah. I'm running. There's no bed. Ah, damn it! <laughs> I was just about to say it, Xander! Suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spend a few minutes summoning up Pebbles again, and uh, her and I will just grab a corner and cuddle together. I'll chill in a chair. Trance for four hours. And then I get up for some yoga. You wake up. Oh. 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 Level nine. Yeah! Oh, let's go! Xander, yeah! there's something in your pocket. Uh, I reach in and I roll a 12. You pull out 
a supreme brick. <laughs> okay. That's a big thing to pull out of my pocket. <laughs> Does it have stats? No. Magic stone it. <laughs> oh, shit. Xander, as you come out of the bedroom. Wait. Wait. Before I come out of the bedroom, I look a little different. <gasps> oh. At the moment, as I'm waking up and like rubbing my eyes, I step out looking like Jerry Seinfeld. Excuse me, what? sir? <laughs> Full-blown Jerry Seinfeld. It's not like I'm dressed like him. It's not like I've got facial hair and hair like him. I just am Jerry Seinfeld walking out of the room. Are you still in your own clothes or are you in his clothes? I'm wearing a suit like he would during stand-up. The second I see this, I'm going to get up off the ground with from cuddling with pebbles and go over and tackle him to the ground and hold my hammer up above his head. Who the fuck are you and where did you come from? What's going on? I just woke up, dude. What are you doing? Who are you? I turned back into Xander. J- what, what the fuck, Xander? What? Why did you just tackle him? There's some guy on the boat. I didn't know who it was. He was Seinfeld. How would he have gotten here? I don't know. How did we get here? I'm confused. All right. Can you get off of me, please? What are you even talking about? You just look just like Jerry Seinfeld in every way. Um, okay. I mean, like, some weirdest shit has happened here. So I guess I'm not surprised. Are you guys sure you're not just, like, delirious or sleep deprived? Blueberry, you saw this. Yeah? Hold that thought. Let me try something. And I'll, like, walk back into the room. And when I come back out, I look like George Bush. Which one? Junior. What What the fuck? What is happening? What is going on? I don't know. I just thought about, like, people that are the same height as me that I know categorically in the list of my brain. Do I look like George Bush? Yeah, you don't sound like him. Not at all. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how to sound like George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Think about Xander. And I do, and I just change into Xander with normal hands. Question for you, Xander. Do you know yourself well enough to remember your exact features? Will you ever be the real Xander again? No. What? That's a problem. I'm just playing dog. I know who I am. Xander, I'm running over to him. I'm grabbing him by the shoulders. I'm going to need to have you do me a real big solid, okay? Do you remember what John Stamos looks like? I turn into Uncle Joey. <laughs> this is Dave Cool. Yeah, he's 5'11". <laughs> yeah, this is, this is uh, John Stamos, right? He's on that show. Um, <laughs> yeah, cheaper, cheaper by the dozen. <laughs> <laughs> that is Dave Coulier. That is not John Stamos. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I kick him into the room and I slam the door shut. Ow! Bring me John Stamos. He's not 5'11. You can't come out until you're John Stamos. I emerge as Jan Stamos. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I will accept that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Not that douchebag. 
I'll do a little <laughs> spin, be like, ah, ha, 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 and then turn into Xander with normal hands. Hey, your hands are better. Would you look at that? Did you make them better? I just turned into me. I thought of Xander and I became Xander. Think of Xander with weird hands. My hands turn into fins. <laughs> that is weird. Okay, not exactly what I was thinking. What about Xander with the weird shit from yesterday? I turned my hands into Jet's hands. Do my hands really look like that? Yeah, man. Imagine if you had two. Huh. Jet, when you do that, your other hand looks like that now. What? Uh, it is now all the way down to your left hand. And now that you guys are looking at Jet, you can even see it coming up his neck. <gasps> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, what? my God. Are what? you okay? Are you okay? Sander, you just had to bring it up. I, I didn't do it, though. I didn't do it. You've been changing other shit. Why are you guys freaking out? What's wrong with me? You, uh... You got, like, your neck. I just start taking off everything. From your neck, your entire torso, it's starting to come down your left leg and even further down your right leg. I don't think you want to wake up tomorrow. What, that's grim. Yeah, sorry. Um, I meant, like, <laughs> it, when you wake up, things get a lot worse. Don't sleep? Uh, how do I not sleep? Blue, how do you do it? Can I do what you do? I don't know. I could... Uh, I think it's an elf thing, but I could try to teach you. Pebbles comes over, does a big stretch over in the corner. Ooh, a big, big stretch. stretch. I give her a big hug. Sander, you look over, the card towers all on the ground. You. Sebastian sinks in his chair. Motherfucker, I'm gonna get you. What do you mean? I know you did it. I didn't do anything! It was probably Claude! Do not blame the man who can't play with the cards because his body, just in its essence, will knock them down. Okay, well, he said he was bored, so maybe he tried to make it bigger. I knew it was you. Xander, I'm casting Modify Memory on you. <laughs> oh, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> this seems like a good time. Uh, can you roll a Wisdom save for me, please? Yeah. Is this your new fifth level spell? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> we'll just bust it already. <laughs> Why? 13. Xander, you fail. Awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> One creature that you can see must make a wisdom saving throw. If you are fighting the creature, blah, 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 blah. On a failed save, the target becomes charmed by you for the duration. The charm target is incapacitated and unaware of its surroundings, though it can still hear you. If it takes any damage or is targeted by another spell, the spell ends and none of the target's memories are modified. While this charm lasts, you can affect the target's memory of an event that it experienced within the last 24 hours that lasts no more than 10 minutes. You can permanently eliminate all memory of the event, allow the target to recall the event with perfect clarity and exacting detail, change its memory of the details of the event, or create a memory of some other event. You, you knocked over, over the, the card, card towers. towers. I don't know why you're trying to blame this on me, Xander. It was up when I left. So it was either you or Claude. If you want to take the blame for it, or if you want to, you know, just place it on our good friend Claude, that's up to you. But it wasn't me. I knocked over the card tower. Damn. We worked hard on that, man. Should have worked harder. It's okay. It's not that big a deal. We'll build it again. We can just make another one. Yeah, I'm sorry I knocked over the card tower, y'all. I mean... It's okay. Y'all maybe should have built it a little bit better, but that's not for me to say. 
You did so good, and we'll build another one, and it'll be like a bonding experience between us. Yeah. Team building exercise. Sounds good, buddy. Hype. Below you is a lot of clouds. Here and there you see through them. There really aren't any mountain ranges around. You are over top hilly areas as well to your south and east. You can see more plains. Peeking into the clouds here is the top of a magnificent mountain. It looks close, yet as you travel, it barely seems to move closer. Other mountains ranges you have seen have barely crested the clouds, while this looks like an entire mountain is breaking through the top of these clouds. At this point, it is late night, early morning, so it is even harder to see where the mountain begins. Cloud brings your airship down so that he can find a place to land. And as he brings you below the cloud line, you can see this absolutely insane mountain looks so out of place. It's nearly flat everywhere else, but this mountain looks like it was just placed here. From this height, you can see on the southern base of this mountain is a small village that has some fires that dot the area, illuminating small houses and buildings. Would you like to descend now or wait until morning? And uh, where would you like to descend? Uh, We don't really know anything about the area, do we? Not that I recall. Uh, I don't know. We just would like, I think, just to find some cover, I guess. Cloud, do you know anything of this area? Oh, this is Auchendorf. Not nearly as nice as Hyannis, but it'll do. They say that no one's ever reached the top of the mountain. Never? But we could just fly straight there. It would not be that hard. Don't people fly? Yeah, can we just go there? I didn't say it's never been done. I said they say it's never been done. Oh, and also that was like 80 years ago, so (laughs) I'm sure someone's done it by now. It's probably like a whole town up there by now, you know. You're saying I've missed a lot. I mean, probably. No, uh, no, no, no. Just, you know, maybe one or two things. Don't go to Berndarium. Don't make them feel bad, guys. I used to love Berndarium. Keyword used to. I don't know much else. Uh, This village down there, that is Corvine. Corvine. Uh, what, what is Corvine? Do we know anything about it? Small village. I don't know if I've ever actually been here to drop anyone off. I just know that it exists. I mean, I guess we could go near Corvine, but not close enough that someone's going to find our ship. Would you like to go now or wait until morning? I don't know. That's up up to you guys. We're probably not going to find much right now, eh? Maybe it'd be best if we went down when, you know, more people are moving around. Maybe find somewhere to hide for now. Yeah. Maybe park right before sunrise. I will bring us back above the clouds. No, I want to see the sunrise from the ship. But then we're going to be coming down with the sun and we're going to be more likely to be seen. But it'll be cute. It is wondrous. See? Claude knows. Sorry I'm not on planes all the time, Blueberry. I just want to see the sunrise. Oh my god, it's not that special. (laughs) Says the person that's on planes all the time. (laughs) (laughs) We will wait a few hours. I will bring us down before the sun crests the hills. Do we want to rebuild that card tower? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If we got eight hands, that's even better. Well, four normal hands and four weird hands, but hey, hey my hands are normal. Hey. What the fuck are you talking Sorry, the claws are going to make it a little tricky. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah? Watch this. I just start building it faster than they've ever seen. Everyone give me sleight of hand rolls. Oh, let's go. Goddamn. Oh. 20. Oh, let's go. Come on. Sebastian got a 24. Blueberry got a 20. Xander and Jet got 12s. 
Sebastian and Blueberry are adding their own little flair to it, while Xander and Jet are more focusing on the base. See, look at us go, Blue. We got the normal hands. Look at these weird hands over here. <laughs> I told you my hands are normal! And I slap their cards. What the fuck?! <laughs> <laughs> my hands are normal. They can still take out your cards. <laughs> When it comes to TTRPGs, what's stopping you from getting together for a game? Are you a forever DM looking to try out one of your thousands of characters but never have a party? Maybe you're new to D&D and aren't quite sure where to start or even how to begin learning all of the rules. Or maybe you're like literally everyone and come face to face with the real BBEG. Scheduling issues. Startplaying.games takes care of all of that for you. Yes, even the scheduling! We all just want to play some D&D together, and Startplaying.Games has countless GMs and games waiting for you to fill seats for their games. New to D&D and looking to learn the game alongside your friends? Have an experienced and beginner-friendly DM guide you through a dungeon, teaching you and your party everything you need to know about the game along the way. Experienced player looking to fill your off week because SOMEONE had to go on vacation? Hop into a one-shot with other like-minded adventurers. Looking to try out something other than D&D? Startplaying.games covers all sorts of different systems. All for as little as $5 per game. $5 for a night of fun? Why would you even CONSIDER going bowling, slipping on those horrid, uncomfortable, used smelly shoes, sipping on stale beer and getting food poisoning from rancid bowling alley food, all while dropping $40 on a night out, when you can just start playing games for a fraction of the price. And might I add, have a lot more fun. You might even find us on there running games for you all in our free time. So what are you waiting for? Click our referral link in the show notes to get $10 off your first game. Start playing dot games. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Cloud brings you below the cloud line. Just as the sun looks like it's about to crest over the hills, he is able to find a place that is just inside the start of the mountain coming up, and there's like a nice little flat area. He sets you on your way. Should we go to the village? And, like, get direction inside the mountain? Yeah, I mean, I guess, suss out the vibe of the village, too. See if there seems to be a magistrate presence or not. Or maybe they're all like, oh, we hate the magistrate. And it's like, sick, new friends. Very true. Well, if, I mean, if they lived so close to what used to be their headquarters, I kind of feel like they're going to be pro-magistrate. Yeah, let's go find out. I'm going to take the immovable rod with me. The village you see in front of you is small. It has haphazardly placed buildings, though it seems lively. Most people here are wearing similar clothing. Most people are wearing bird skulls adorned along their shoulder pads, or long cloaks adorned with feathers, or some that have stitched them to make them look like their feathers. Hey, Jet, you know, looking at it from the sky... Uh, while we were waiting and coming down, I wonder if this is the place with, like, your deity, because 
the outline of these houses looks like you flexing. <laughs> like you're going like, like you're going like, like you're doing your big old flex. You think because the town looks like me flexing my deities here? Or maybe the deity is worshipped in this town, and now that we're on this plane of existence, it like you were like a prophet. So you're saying because I can flex that a deity noticed me? It's a big town. You're a big guy. We know so little about deities. That sound that's like as good of an answer as we've got right now. It, so if I flex right now, you think this is gonna go away? Or people will worship you. Either one. Uh, so what, you want me to go walk in and just start flexing my buns and start flexing my arms and see what happens? Sure. I'm fine. You know what? Deal. Just walking in. I got, I got one arm up and I got one other cheek just like flexed as hard as I can. Are you doing the Johnny Bravo? I'm doing the Johnny Bravo. There's torchlight around specifically on a larger building. Looks like an inn. But on the inside, you can see that there are colored flames. There is a small pyramidal obelisk that sits in the center of this small village. It is flanked by lines of small houses. And just behind the obelisk is a large church-like building. There are a couple other somewhat larger buildings nearby, one on each side that look identical. Above the doorway into the church is the large profile of a raven's head. They really like birds here. Corvine. Blueberry, I get it, like Corvis. Yeah. Interesting thing to center a town around, but I like it. Uh, where first? Church? I mean, it looks important. I'm tempted by the church, to be honest. I mean, we could get another opinion. <laughs> can you get a second opinion on this, please? I mean, at least, if, even if we can't get an opinion, we can knock out one of the deities on the list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not getting raven vibes from your changes, but... And the only thing raven about me is my claws. They do look talonish. Alright, are we going right into the church, or like, let's just bang it out right off the bat? Is anyone giving magistrate vibes? You know, most magistrate have the handkerchief uh-huh. visible somewhere. You don't see a single red handkerchief. And as you walk closer to the center of town, you can see that it doesn't look like this church-like building is open yet, but there are some people hanging around outside of it. Is anybody noticing my flexing? <laughs> Sebastian, they're not praising me. I mean, it's impressive, but but you you look uncomfortable. No, I've just been doing this for a while. I'm I, trying to get people to praise me, I guess. I, Sebastian, help me out. I'm sorry. I thought it might work. You're a dick. I'm, listen, I'm just throwing out ideas left and right here. You don't have to follow everyone. I, I don't know what to do, man. Do you think we should split up? Like, we can send Jet to the church. Like, I don't want to go to church with him again. <laughs> we can go to the inn. I am going to examine this obelisk thingy. Give me investigation. Your favorite role. Uh, <laughs> I knew you were gonna sign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh shit! Oh. <laughs> Hi, that's a zero. <laughs> that is the best timing. <laughs> you see that it is a pyramid, and inscribed on the base is squawk squawk. We love our birdies. <laughs> no. All that matters is the journey. Oh. That's some live, laugh, love shit. Friendship. I get it. It's pretty chuggy, but okay. <laughs> Excuse me. I see you staring at this door here. 
It's like an older human woman. Yes. She she talking to me? The temple doesn't open for a little while. How how much longer? Would you like some cucumbers? And she pulls out like a picnic basket she had on her back. Cucumbers? <gasps> those th- no, those are only good for pickles. Thank you. How much for a cucumber? I almost died. For you or for him? For me. One copper. I'll buy two. How much for me? Two copper. You scandalous woman, you. Get wrecked. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to worship with us today? Worship what? Her. Blue, who's her? Um, who do you worship here? We're new, obviously. The Raven Queen. Queen? You worship a queen? Is it a monarchy? Just a moniker. A, a monarchy moniker? She's goddess of memory. She represents the journey from life to death. Why are you here? We have a couple reasons. He's got one pretty um urgent one. Yeah, Um. You, you don't happen to know much about deities, do you? Or do you know of anybody that does? Do you have any idea of any other deities that could have anything to do with transforming his skin like this? Why would you worship a deity that changes your skin? I mean, he's not really. It's just happening. We don't know where it's coming from. I'm kind of done with this conversation. Okay, um, I'd munch on my cucumber. It's delicious, is it not? It's pretty darn good, yeah. Are these local? I didn't think it'd be in season right now. I make eggplants, too. Wow. Does she have carrots? I have four left from last week's season. Can I buy the carrots? Do you like cucumbers? I love cucumbers. Then yes, you may buy the carrots. Hell yeah. Let's throw a cucumber in there, too. How much you want? Three copper for the lot. Oh, boo. You so good to me. Thank you. Xander, give her a gold. She's so nice. Oh, yeah. You get a go- You get a gold. <laughs> As I walk back over to Sebastian, I let him know, like, you know, like, cucumbers, they're a good option because it's, like, water and food all in one. It's great for the desert. Do you actually get hydrated off a cucumber? It's, like, 70% water or something. What? Is that, like, scientifically proven? Yeah. I don't know. So can I just, like, not drink water and just eat cucumbers? They, they're they're cal- uh, calorically neutral, I think. Hype. So, like, you can you can eat it and not, like, gain calories because the... The calories it costs to process the food burns off whatever calories are in the cucumber. That's a pretty good desert snack, then. Yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of want your calories out there. Can, but you, like, can you say that again, please? And you can see she's got a little notebook out. Good for the desert. Hydrate and uh, caloric difference. Time to go make a new sign. Wait, what time do the doors open? You have about uh, half an hour. Do we want to wait it out at the inn? Let's see what these buildings are on the side. I'll go to the one on the right, to the east. The one on the eastern side above the doorway says illness. Okay, illness. Maybe these guys could help you, Jet? That was my thought. It's open? I mean, we have to wait a half hour for the church. Doctors are 24 hours, but the church, they stop at 8. SMH. Isn't that how it should be? I mean, I'm, I'm making a commentary about how, like, 
the religion stops, but like medicine's forever because we need that. Got him. Oh, <laughs> that was a lot more deep than I expected. That's what happens when you just like sit for a minute. You're not just thinking about cards on the table, you know? Cards in a tower, cucumbers in a sleeve. All right, let's uh, go in here. <laughs> it's early. What is wrong with you? Hurry up, please. Come on. Oh, Jesus. All right. Up to the desk. Pushing Jet in. Okay, okay. I just start taking my, my top off. There is a older female dwarf here. Dirty brown skin, rugged. She's missing a finger on her right hand. What can I do for you? So things have been changing. Help? Not a curse. Any other information I need to know? It might be deity related. Not a disease? Not that I know of. I've been told no. Did anything hurt you? You might be in the wrong building. Uh, I mean, I've gotten hurt before, yeah. That caused this? Not that I know of. Oh, Winifred does not understand. You're going to be in town long? I look back at the group. Are we? We don't know. At least a day. Everyone shrugs. Let me take some notes. Get naked. Uh, like fully naked. Like yes. Okay. Um. Hey guys, do you mind turning? Just just turn around a little bit. Xander doesn't budge. Eye contact. I'm gonna go wait outside. <laughs> uh, all right. If you really want to see this, buddy, and I just strip down naked. And You've I... been sleeping naked next to me for the last month. She looks at you, writes some notes down. She starts grabbing your skin. Cold to the touch. Hard. Very hard. Ugh. <laughs> Yo, Jet, calm down. Bro, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you boys and your dirty mouths. I'm not looking, so I'm just like, what is going on? I'm going to uh, secretly mage hand and just, like, poke him between the cheeks. Between? <laughs> what? What? Whoa! What? what? What's wrong with you now? I, I, did you touch me somewhere? I'm writing my notes! What the fuck? Xander! I've been back here, bro. Where's Namora? That's a good question. Where is Namora? I'll do a little bit of research and see if I know anything about this. Uh, as long as you don't feel like your life is in danger, then you can uh, go about your day. Do you want me to come back, like, tonight? Whenever you have time. I'm here every day. Ask for Winifred! Winifred, okay. Can I pay you for your time? This is healthcare. Why would you pay for that? Oh, God. Oh, fucking God. Wrecked oh, America. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, is there... Was there an inn? Did Sebastian make that up? The inn is the place that has the colored lights that are inside. All right, there's got to be someone in there that we can ask about, like, the magistrate stuff, right? Let's check the inn, I guess. Actually, what is going on behind the church? I see something off to the edge of it, but I can't quite see. So I want to approach the back of the church. So you see a semicircle of houses that are behind the church. One thing you do notice is two or three of these buildings in the back are oddly destroyed fallen apart. It looks like nobody's lived here in a very long time. It looks like they were built onto part of the cliffside of the mountain. In this middle of this half circle are rows and rows of gravestones inscribed with different names. The one thing you do notice about these gravestones is there are no obvious indications of someone digging. 
it looks like these are gravestones without the actual burial plots. Should we look at those buildings that are crunched? I don't think we're supposed to be back there. Is there a fence? No. I mean, if you think it's okay, I guess. I want to get a little closer and see if I can figure out how it got broken. Or maybe how long ago, if, it, if there's fire, if it was just dilapidation, if it was like a wrecking ball. I would like to, I would like to help her. <laughs> Blueberry, I want you to roll a nature check. Oh! With advantage. That's a nine. Is that with advantage? Yes. Oh. It's really hard to tell. What you can see is that these buildings have been here a long time. You can see that some of these broken wooden beams and stuff have been weathered from storms. Well, it's been a while. Looks kind of like a natural disaster, maybe? Earthquake, maybe mudslide, maybe uh, a heavy hailstorm, but like only right here. I mean, with everything that we've seen, just because it looks like a natural disaster doesn't mean there's anything natural about it. Someone could have caused the earthquake or the avalanche or the mudslide. I could probably cause an earthquake. It looks like the earth almost rose up through it. Like this could have been flat at some point. Maybe. Maybe we can ask the innkeeper. They're usually like old as fuck. They're always looking to chat. They deliver beer and tea. Do you get it? Yeah. Because they like to gossip. I get it. <laughs> Thanks, Blueberry. Oh, mother <sighs> fucking. It looks like if you wanted to go back to the church, it would be just about opening time in the next like five, ten minutes. Are we going to be those people that are standing right in front of the door right before they open? No, we're going to the inn. Well, Xander and I are going to the inn. You guys can do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. Go to church, nerds. What? <laughs> Blue, do we really want to be those people? No, we're going to the inn. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right, don't cramp our style. What? We have a look to uphold. Yeah, and then I trans I transform to be identical with uh, Sebastian in clothing. <laughs> and I go, mm, and I'm wearing your Gucci shirt. There we go. <laughs> 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 gotta switch it up when you go out sometimes, especially for a new place. You gotta try out those new personas. Are you switching personas? Swag. <laughs> Oh. Um, I'm I'm sad. See, he gets it. <laughs> I could not think of anything that Sebastian has said. You just saying I'm sad. Yeah. Like, it's like it's like it's a pop punk band right there. I'm sad. I'm so sad. God. <laughs> You head over to the inn, and you can see it has a small sign on it that just says, The Rave. Ah! Do you get it, Vince? I understand it. It's a a rave, but also... What is it, actually? What are we going to? What does it function as? An inn? Uh Uh-huh. So what is it? Oh, fucking Raven? Are you fucking... What Holy a goddamn reach! <laughs> Are you Holy serious? <laughs> it's the rave in. Oh my fuck! Absolutely brilliant, Colin. Inspiration for you. <laughs> <laughs>
That's why it's got different colored fire. Let's go. The inside of this inn is colorful yet dark. The different blues, reds, purples, greens all shine from these torches that seem to pulse in and out quickly. The colors bounce off the drinkware that some of these dancing patrons have. One half-alvin man is trying to impress with his dance moves, but immediately spills a big portion of his drink all over himself, and the group he's with just starts laughing intensely. They're dancing to a band that's playing at the far end of this inn. The music has no lyrics. The main focus is this, like, fast hand drum, but they are aided by, like, larger bassy drums as well as some, like, long stone instruments that a few bards are blowing into. There's also a dancing man in this band who is at the front holding two long wooden sticks along his forearms. And as he dances, he knocks the sticks together or rubs them along with the beat to make sounds on beat with the drums. And then further off, there is a bar, which is kind of shielded from most of these flashing torches. It's like a little bit more on the lighter side, and it looks like it's it's more of a calmer atmosphere. Wow, this place is bumping for like 6 a.m., yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm awake enough for this. I mean, like these people have been here all night. Oh, this is like the night crowd. This, this is, this is the end of their night rather than, than the beginning of their day. You know what I'm saying? That's one hell of a way to end a night. It's like Spain. Spain? That's what it's like in Spain. They just party hard in Spain until sunrise. Yeah. Every night. Like weekends. Xander, why don't you live in Spain? I don't fly, dude. I can't drive to Spain. You do see at the bar is an old male stout halfling. He's got what looks like a bench behind the bar or something to get him up to the bar height. And he is talking with one man who has his long black beard, scraggly, think like Hagrid style, with some tight hair bands that come back. He's got these huge bird skulls along his shoulder pads, much bigger than the ravens that you've seen from other people. Hey, Xander, I got an idea. Not right now, but like, if we ever want to get a gauge on like how this town feels about the magistrate, you could like disguise yourself as somebody. Oh. And just like act casual and just like see how people react. True. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once we, once we walk out of here, I'll, I'll do it then. Okay. I hope you don't get jumped. I mean, I got back up, right? You guys got my back. We can't look like we're magistrate helpers. <laughs> Shit, you right. A-Mab. All right, I got this. <laughs> Good morning, I'll say to the halfling guy. Oh, hello, hello, hello. What can I get you? Hi, uh, do you have just like a, a English breakfast tea? You want tea? Yeah. That'd be really nice. Jumps down from the bar grabs hot water, puts it in a cup, and just throws some leaves in it. Here you go. Thanks. Are you sure this is English breakfast? No. Okay. Thank you. How much? You know what? Go just flirt with one of the people on the dance floor, see if you can get them to buy another drink, and we're even. Uh, no, I'm good. Okay, then two coppers, fine. <laughs> Give them two coppers. Can I get you anything else? Anyone else? Uh, can we can we ask you some questions? Uh, what do you know about the mountain? Any anything about the history? Like you don't want to talk to me about that blackbird. And that man who was sitting with the big burly beard turns around, takes one last sip of his drink. Name's Blackbird. 
puts his hand out. You want to learn about the mountain, do ya? Uh, yeah. I'll shake his hand and flip it into a dap. Mm, got him. Oh, you're trying to do that uh, upper hand stuff. I, I know people like you. So yeah, we want to know about the mountain. Can you, uh... What about it? I know. I know everything. The mountain is here for us. What, what does that mean? I mean, we worship the mountain. Is the mountain the Raven Queen? No, the Raven Queen is far removed. The mountain, it begins and it ends. There is a start and there is finish. No one has come back from the finish. There is only the journey between here and there. This is the perfect place to worship her, the Raven Queen. So you're saying people have traveled all the way to the top and they never come down at all? What, what about those that like have flown up there? I do not know of anyone who has flown up there. And I do not know if anyone has actually reached the top. Have you tried? No. That is the whole point. We wait. Once we are ready, we take our journey to the top. To die on purpose? Everyone gets old at some point. Everyone knows death is coming. That's why we make our journey to the top. Is there like a specific age everyone goes up? Depends on a lot of factors. Honestly, I kind of fuck with that. But we saw graves behind the church. Not graves. Nobody dies here. Other than by unnatural means. Those are just remembrances of those who have ascended the mountain. So, we heard that, like, a long time ago, the Magistrate slash Arcanum were, uh, all up in the mountain. You know anything about that? Mountain has a long history. Once Volazar was defeated, the mountain was dormant for so long. People would attempt to climb it, never reach the peak, to tell the tale of the summit. Others would get chased off of it by monsters made of fragments of the mountain itself. The Arcanum eventually took over the inside of the mountain, at least a part of it. They used it as a base of operations for a little while, but they didn't last too long. We settled here long before the Arcanum made this their home. The Arcanum has come and passed. They had access to the mountain somewhere on the eastern side, but uh, when they abandoned it, they closed off whatever entrance they were using. None of our people have been able to find it. It has become somewhat of a myth around here. Now, we are searching more than ever, and we still cannot find it. We miss being able to be inside the mountain for prayer and to try and speak with her, since we can no longer use our path into the mountain. What happened to your path? The Hollows is what it's called. No one is sure exactly what happened. There's a man here by the name of Galaster. He took his son into the Hollows for disciplinary reasons never came back out. Now death inhabits the cave. No one wants to go in or out. How do you know death inhabits? What, what does that mean? They never came back out. People believe that death is there. But don't you kind of worship death? Death is final. Death is the summit. Points to the sky. You do not get to interact with death until it is your time. We worship the journey. The memories. You make along the way. I'm smelling what you're stepping in, bro. So how do y'all feel about the magistrate now? Just to, just wondering. No skin off our backs. No feathers falling from our wings. They do not bother us here. Any idea why Arcanum left? 
They fell off the face of the earth. Do you mean like they like disappeared? Like Arcanum disappeared? They up and left. Has anyone seen where they've gone to? They have been gone for a long time. I have not seen any Arcanum symbols in so long. It is a nice, refreshing change of pace. Well, thank you for your time, Blackbird. Can I ask why you're so interested in our mountain? We might be trying to dive in there. Do a little spelunking. Yeah, there might be some history that we're trying to unearth. We might be able to help you out along the way. The hollows lead to many tunnels inside the mountain. I would not be surprised if there is a connection point somewhere to the eastern part of the mountain where the Arcanum used to lie. But I could not tell you that. I have not been in the hollows in nearly a decade. Well, if we check that out, we can figure out what happened to potentially uh, Glaster and also hopefully find the base. Kill two ravens with one stone. No, 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 no. We oh, feed, no, 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 no. We feed two birds with one scone, bro. Right. <laughs> the blueberry-friendly version of the phrase. Yes. Sorry. Listen, if you want to go into the mountain, I'm not going to stop you. In fact, I can take you there. If you find out what happened to Fox, let me know. Is Fox the son? Mm, child. The man's widow is still in town. Oh. Tila. Nice woman. Not the same since that day. But she may be willing to talk to you about what happened. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye out. Many thanks. I have church duty. Smacks the bar. Wait, are, are you the priest? All right, let's head out. Should we go to church? You see that Blackbird is currently unlocking the door to the church. A couple of people are coming in after him. Clearly, we are friends with Blackbird. I feel like we should see what this is like. Yeah, it's, it's worth a shot. We might as well. I mean, we're here and they're open. We should have asked him about your arm. He's a freaking priest. Okay, let's go. Wasn't the main reason we were going to church to check out your arm, though? Yeah. So, like, why don't you and Blue go there? We'll go talk to Tila. Yeah? Unless Blue wants to join you with Tila. I'm not going to leave you alone for safety. Blueberry and Jet, you head over to the church. This is not like a formal ceremony of any kind and blackbird actually really just talks to people and tries to teach lessons along the way he talks and asks questions about what they've done the past few days what they've done to make their life meaningful and make sure they're making the most out of their time what did you do for leisure what time did you spend for yourself or bettering yourself and it's not like grilling it's more of a way of making sure these people are making the most out of what they can do and having someone to speak with about their accomplishments. We are going to just jump over to Xander and Sebastian, and you find a small-ish house. It is two stories, but the second story is like half of the full building. It's made mostly of wood. It has yellow paint on it that is very much coming off. Before we knock on the door... So, wait, was her husband Fox, or was the son Fox? The child was Fox. Galister's the husband, Fox is the kid. Okay, I just wanted to get it straight before we started asking questions. How do we want to approach this? Uh, I'll start, you follow? Take it away! I'll knock on the door. 
moment goes by, and the door opens. Mid-50s human woman, very tall, in a green, long summer dress. Hello? She seems to be playing with her left hand. She's rubbing it with her right hand. Are you, are you, T uh, Tila? Tila. Um, hi, we're, uh, cartographers, and we are planning on doing a trip through, uh, the, what are they called? The Hollows. The Hollows, yeah, we're planning on, on doing a trip through the Hollows. You can see her eyes open real wide real fast. We heard that you may have lost someone in there a while back. We just kind of wanted to ask if you, like, knew anything about this place. If you'd heard anything, if your, uh, your loved ones said anything before they went in. She does this gaze off to the side for a moment. Come in, come in. And leads you to a somewhat messy kitchen, and she has a fire burning here on, like, an oven. And she throws on a pot of water and gets a couple of mugs out, puts some leaves in it. I'm not sure how much... Uh, you know? Um. We know it's been hard. You don't have to, like, you know, just spill it all out if you don't want to. We're, we're just looking for some information. Please don't feel like you have to do anything that's going to make you uncomfortable. It's good to talk about. Fox's connection with their father was rough. Blaster was a powerful mage, but he wanted Fox to be a knight one day taught them sword fighting as soon as they could grab a fork. Fox liked learning, but did not like the pressure their father put on them to be the best. And this lasted for some time. Other issues came up between Galaster and Fox. I ideals crossed paths. How Galaster treated those around him. How Galaster treated me... How, how Fox was acting, uh, who Fox was hanging out with, Fox became much more independent and would take any chance they could to be alone. Galaster made it hard to do so, even taking down the walls to Fox's room. Fox was a struggle, for sure, but we could have worked things out together if, if Galaster wasn't so damn oppressive, always resorting to violence and action rather than talking through problems. Here. And she hands you the tea. Take a sip. Thank you. The background isn't important. The week before Glaster and Fox went into the hollows was particularly bad. Glaster had returned from his trip to Elverath where his father had passed away. But Fox, Fox thrived while he was gone. Had places in the house to themselves even helped me chop firewood one night when the moons were particularly bright. But when Galasta returned, he was in a terrible mood. Time away did nothing for him. Returning home, he demanded Fox be out in the field training at once. No more sitting around like the lazy, good-for-nothing son he is. Fox did not often take their father's words to heart, but this time was different. They said to me, a moment in hell is so much worse after a week in heaven. Fox took the training sword and snapped the wood across their knee as they ran out of the house, and... Galaster was furious. Found them days later living in the neighbor's barn. Fox was high on some sort of plant. 
that's when Galaster took Fox into the hollows and I I never saw my child again I understand that words can cut deeper than you think pressure's hard to deal with when the weight of the world is on your shoulders and expectations are high but I'm sure you were a wonderful mother look at how happy he was when he was here with you they they my apologies Galaster would make you say that but Fox would prefer it this way then so be it we're gonna find them or at least give you some closure I know you will not find them they aren't around anymore but closure is all I care about we'll do our best all I know is that before Galaster took them Galaster said he wanted to see what Fox's journey was going to be he couldn't deal with a son this ignorant to the world well thank you for the tea and for telling us about what happened like you said it's good to talk about that sort of stuff we'll do what we can to bring you the closure you need obviously we can't promise anything but we gotta do our duty as map makers and travel through there and we'll hopefully be back we will be back do not use the name Feldor they prefer Fox we'll happily respect your wishes of course and theirs Fox is who they are and we'll jump back to Jet and Blueberry the church has calmed down at this point and Blackbird walks over to you did you get the moment to speak with Tila yet uh, no, our other two friends went over there while we came here. When you are ready to go into the hollows, I can escort you at least to their opening. I cannot go inside. Absolutely. At any help at this point, we'll take it. You know, we appreciate it greatly. What can I do for you? How has your week been going? Hmm, that's a great question. Not the best. And I just kind of pull my armor from my, my chest down a little bit to show the skin. This is new. Your journey has hit a rough spot. A little more rough than I expected. There's a reason. You don't always get to know. I'm starting to get that feeling. Are you pure of heart? I... I don't know. I, I hope. Get rid of that doubt. You be pure of heart every day so that you can claim it when you need to. I try as much as I can. I, I don't know what else I can do to... Then live your truth. Tell me, are you pure of heart? Yes. Every day is a chance to better yourself. Every day is a chance to help others through their journey. And I feel it from you. You have this aura about you that makes me feel comfortable. I don't know what to say. Thank you. And at this moment, Sander and Sebastian, are you going into the church or are you just waiting outside? You want to just kick it outside? I don't want to interrupt them. Yeah, I got like a little bit to think about too. I noticed a handful of parallels between that story and my own with my dad, so kind of just like work through some stuff. If you want to talk about it, just let me know. 
I'm here. Appreciate you, boss. I always got you. Your friends are here. We can uh, speak about this more if you'd like, or I can uh, take you over to the hollows. They're back already. Uh, Blue, what do you, you want to do? You want to talk to him about anything, or, or should we head out? No, I, I think we should head out, but I, I have something I want to try before we go straight in, but I, I should do it outside. Okay, yeah, whatever whatever you need to do. Are, are you ready, Blackbird? Always. All right, let's head out. We'll meet up with the guys. Y'all meet outside, right in front of this pyramidal obelisk. What's the deal with this thing? It seems like super vague to me. What else but the mountain? Okay, cool. So it's all about the journey. Yay, live, laugh, laugh. Okay. Um, oh, I like that. Live, laugh, and laugh. No, please oh, don't, that don't use that. Oh, blue, it's, why would you do that don't, to that? Don't taint no. this world with that, Blue. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so how wide would you say this mountain is, like, end-to-end at the base, miles-wise? Because I have a really good connection with nature, and I feel like I could try to get its vibe just within a certain distance. If I'm looking at it now, or you like, walking towards closer to the mountain and stuff. Yeah, so you start heading north northward out of town. There's a pretty obvious path that you start to walk up. Blackbird takes you up small slopes at the base of the mountain. Would you say more than three miles or less diameter? I would say about uh, at least a uh, hundred miles in diameter. Okay. Well, I can do a little ritual to try to understand what's going on with the mountain. And maybe we can find the old entrance. It may work if you'd like to. We, let's try outside first. It just takes like 10 minutes. I can take you to a spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take us. Not sure if anyone else has noticed yet, but we sure have. And he points to those broken down buildings that you saw earlier. We noticed nearly a decade ago that the mountain was expanding and fast. Those buildings used to be on flat ground, but now they have been taken by the mountain. In another century, all of Corvine will be gone. I planted a spear out here a long time ago. I was trying to see if my eyes were deceiving me. Initially, I thought some kids were playing a prank and moving it, so it made me feel like the mountain was closer and closer. But it wasn't. It, too, was slowly swallowed by the encroaching mountain. I can't even find it anymore. It's, it's somewhere beneath our feet now. Fendrea is getting more and more complicated. There are more paths to take in life now than ever. I think the mountain needs to grow so it can fit all of the journeys that everyone can take. Do you, do you think that the more people that end up in Fendrea, the bigger this mountain will grow? That's one way to put it. I like to think it is the complexity of life. Different paths we can take. There are more ways now than ever to live. Interesting. And you continue walking. The pathway into the mountains is easy to move through. It winds here and there and has some noticeable elevation changes. It takes about 10 minutes of climbing and moving until you begin walking between two large rock walls on either side of you. About 100 feet of walking or so in these tight quarters, and it opens. There is a large cave mouth. The stone around the cave has been carved to look like a large raven beak opening wide. On either side of the cave are pathways that continue further up the mountain. These are much less traveled than the one that you're currently on, 
and they get much steeper from this point going forward. And at the entrance to these pathways are piles of rock carvings. There are fabrics woven together that have been torn apart by the wind and rain. Things that have been here a very long time. All right. uh, So this is the hollows. You said you wanted to be outside on the mountain, closer to where the Arcanum entrance may be. Yeah. As long as it's within three miles of maybe both. We will, uh... Walk three miles and see. How does that sound? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. And about 25 minutes, a half hour later, uh, I think this is probably your best bet. Okay. I'm just going to find a spot that looks like a comfy place to sit in dirt or grass, crisscross applesauce, and meditate and just sink my fingers into the earth ritually cast commune with nature I can briefly become one with nature and gain knowledge of the surrounding territory in the outdoors the spell gives you knowledge of the land within three miles of you in caves and other natural underground settings the radius is limited to 300 feet I instantly gain knowledge of up to three facts of my choice about any of the following subjects as they relate to the area terrain and bodies of water prevalent plains minerals animals or people Powerful celestials, fae, fiends, elementals, or undead. Influence from other planes of existence or buildings. What are your three questions? My three questions would be, where is this old eastern entrance from the Arcanum? I also want to know about mountain monsters and if there's anything I can know about inside the mountain, I would ask that. Like, monster-wise or people-wise, but I don't know if I have access to the actual inside from out here. You're looking for an entrance to the eastern wall. Mm-hmm. And you find one. It definitely feels like the cave should be open or used to be open to the outside, but there's like 100 or 300 feet of rock that is hiding it. So there's a big block of stone 300 feet deep (sighs) your second question was rock monsters Mm -hmm. this three miles does indeed go up the mountain as well and you can feel that there are living rock beings how big small and then at the biggest 10 foot by 10 foot and you find one humanoid inside the mountain and for today, that's a wrap. Damn it. Oh. Okay. Okay. Oh, jeez. Oh, Which one? Is it the shitty one or the good one? Oh, God. I hope it's the shitty one so we can kick his butt. Wow. Honestly? <laughs> I'm better with closure of child death. I want to beat up the abuser. Wow. I mean, she's made peace with it. We might as well fuck him up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. We're going to dive into this in the BTS. So come on over to patreon.com slash party because we have to yell at these child haters. But I can't wait to talk about it because I'm super hype for this whole next arc that we are starting. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Three, two. One. 
Whoa, I'm I'm so sorry. Can you do that again, please? Ryan just yeah. didn't clap. I no, my whole shit lagged the second he started the count. I heard three. <laughs> and I was like, is this a joke? <laughs> Pranked you. <ya. laughs> All right. All right. All right. Let's try that again. Three. <laughs> you motherfucker, I thought mine was going. <laughs> Okay, all right. For real this time. Three, two, one. Winifred here once again. We had a busy night, it seems. Saint E. Love has gas from eating all of that cottage cheese. Give him the old Ebab flow treatment. Just give him a good punch in the gut when he's not expecting it. Eric Five, you ate rocks. You thought they were cottage cheese. Why are people eating cottage cheese and rocks? Okay, okay, okay. Wartorn Knight visiting Corvine for the cottage cheese eating competition? What is going on? Oh, finally, here. This one is normal. Jesky Fire got bitten by a snake. Okay, just make sure she can walk and... She... She won't let you pull the snake off of her. It's still there. Oh, okay. Let's... Let's look at you, Ash. One leg and thirteen fingers. What do you want me to do about that? Oh, oh, just a migraine. Easy, easy. Shonda Jesus, can you please do something other than watch New York? You're supposed to be treating patients. Yes, I know she can juggle three jars with one hand, but we can't let her break one of those. They have organ transplants in them. Dub word. You're here. Your new brain is finally ready. Well, maybe come back next week and we will have a new one. New York! Oh, hello. Welcome. Lord Asselberg is your name. What's wrong with you? Ah, yes, I do indeed think you are a handsome young man. But this is a place of healthcare. Try the rave next door. Okay, bye now. Isuik drank too much again. I think he sleeps here more than his own bed. Jeff the Milkman didn't drink enough. Passed out from dehydration. Again. L Lady Lorax just showed up for her shift. Wonderful. I am already in need of a break. Oh, you are ill as well. Looks like a long day for Winifred. Lexi better show up today. What? Lexi stopped by and can't come in today. She has a sore pinky toe. You think that's good enough excuse? Ah, uh, however am I supposed to deal with all of these patients? Oh no, not another one. Forerunner, please tell me it's something easy. Oh, you have a list. Wonderful. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. <laughs> 